In addition to being a movie star, Tom Holland is a big Hollywood power player. Yeah, apparently uh, he... Don't you think... What? The best headline is, Billy Elliot saves Spider-Man from being really bad. Uh, sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But how much do you think he really helped? I I don't know. Because look, first of all, uh, continuing in the in the in the list of predictions that are continually right, I predicted that he would uh, this would not stand. They would get back together. Uh, I predicted that Tom Holland had something to do with it, but Mm -hmm. I didn't mean that he, you know, invited Sony to lunch and then he invited Disney to lunch and he didn't show up. Right. And they they, and they sat at the same table and they had to make. Let's get together, Haley Mills. Right. I'm not saying that, but every article I read is like, how Tom Holland saved Spider-Man in the MCU. Right. Come on. Didn't money save Spider-Man in the MCU? Well, yeah, but I think he did like plead with some of the higher-ups and talk right, about but how the like, fans were really I'm unhappy. I'm going to walk from this Uncharted movie that's been in the make for 15 years <laughs> that nobody wants to actually make. I think we might have... Used it as somewhat of leverage, but he, I don't know how much he really leveraged that, you know. Oh, th- um, then what did he use? His um, puppy dog eyes? His puppy he made that Tony Stark's dead face? Is that yeah, did? right. Exactly. Um, and, uh, you know, was just like a voice for the fans, I think. He's just you know? clawing onto Ike Perlmutter. I don't want to go. Please, please <laughs> Mr. Perlmutter. Right. And then he just disintegrates. And Is that really what happened? Yeah. Okay. I don't think that's what happened. Um, probably not. But um, I'm I'm happy to believe and acknowledge that he had some hand in it. You know, I'm. It doesn't surprise me really. Um, he put down his Tim Tams. Yeah. And he's like, guys, look, please. <laughs> I can't go back. I'm too old to be Billy Elliot now. <laughs> the costume doesn't even fit. Right. Uh, and I need to be part of the MCU again, so you make see, it happen. We're, we're going to talk about this a little later in the show. I never know who's hot and who's not. I know that I think that studios get a sense of somebody. Um, remember, we all remember the year of Sam Worthington, <laughs> right? Or or the glorious eighteen months of uh, Taylor Kitsch, right? Exactly. Uh, I don't get the sense that that's Tom Holland. He's going to be oh, a, no. I a think voice in this Disney around. movie. Yeah. No, no, no. I get a sense that he's not going to be a big deal, or at least he isn't one right oh, now. Okay. Yeah, people always go, oh, he was in charge. Chadwick Boseman was the star of the uh, the highest grossing film of all time for a while and still in the top five. It's like, yeah, so he's, now he's got a bunch of stuff lined up, right? Wasn't he starring in a Netflix film that came out like the exact same month? Uh, maybe. <laughs> that is not a superstar. No. That is not exclusivity. Right. I don't care how much money Time Cop made. You're not the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah, I I hear you. Give it away. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> so like, I'm glad it worked out. But yeah, I don't think like the just searing star power of Tom Holland made it all happen. Okay. Now, if you told me Robert Downey Jr. was like, what are we doing here, guys? Come on. I own a piece of this now, right? Right. <laughs> like, what if Robert Downey Jr. is like put down his his green uh, car or whatever he's working on? And he's like, guys, come on. <laughs> I got like points on the back end here. We got to right. make up. We got we got to make this work. Yeah. Yeah. Have your yacht call my yacht. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's what it is: the Just Enough Trope podcast. I'm your host, Caliban. 
Joined as always by my co-host. Sorry, I have a mint in my mouth. You're all good. My mouth I'm, is a I'm dry. I'm the co-host, Mikan Han. And we're here to bring you all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment. That specifically is going to center around some New York City Comic Con news. Yes. It's like, you know, coming at the end of the con season. Uh, it's really, you have to kind of stake your claim. At this point, most of the news has been made, right? Yeah, I mean, I think so. Maybe like you some hold people don't some even stuff back. Wait but... for the con. I mean, James Gunn could have easily have uh, had uh, posted his. Um, That's true. His his poster, you know, with all the <laughs> all the names. Yeah, names and everything. Could have waited, you know. But I mean, it's just James Gunn. Does, does he what he wants? What he wants? Yeah. Um, gum when he how wants James to. Gunn saved Spider Man in the hip. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're talking a little bit about uh, NYCC news. Um, previously, we had planned to have. A review of The Joker. Yes. Starring Joaquin Phoenix. We're not going to do that. No. We did an audible. Um, who cares? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, y- you're aware of the controversy surrounding this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mika, but also listeners I'm talking to. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, talking about people who are just saying stupid things. I'm sick and tired of y- I'm fighting back against you fighting back. Okay. Real, real snowflakes. Uh-huh. And people like Dave Chappelle who say that, you know, uh, people being too sensitive has killed comedy. And it's like as from the mic of his huge selling special, right. which he made a lot of money on and has a lot of real leftist sort of views in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a friend of mine on, on Facebook was pointing out that like he talks about socialism for like 90 minutes and then snowflakes for like 10. And people and all these bros are like, yeah, yeah, I tell him, yeah, these snowflakes. <laughs> Also, um, you know, we have to return the power to the worker uh, and the means of production. Is this, are they trying to Trojan horse this in here? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not. It's not clear. But I just, I'm fed up with somebody like Todd Phillips who gives the yes. game away. You have a movie like Joker, which, mm-hmm. and you know, I haven't seen it, and I know the, the whole line is you can't criticize it if you haven't seen it. Right. You ever watch America's Funniest Home Videos? I, I have, yes. So you've seen somebody kicked in the balls before. Oh, for sure. Or hitting the balls with a wh- wiffle bat. Or, or uh, some kind of ball. Yeah. Yeah. Like a right, bowling ball. Yes. That's a little uh, balls in the ball. He's got a third ball. <laughs> that right. sort of thing. Absolutely. Uh, well, you don't have balls. Uh, no. You can show me later. Uh, <laughs> but you don't need to get hit in the balls to know that it, it hurts. No. I don't need to see his movie to know I don't like it. Right. And it's not good. Right. And I know it's not good because if you're going to make a movie about a guy who, uh, I don't know, gets fed up with society or whatever, and possibly they've been downplaying the the incel angle recently. I mean, you would, right? Well, one would hope. (laughs) have to just for optics, whether or not it's true. Yeah. I don't think Zazie Beetz has like a real huge role in this movie except to be girl who won't F Joaquin Phoenix, Right. Right. So we've got all this and you go, okay, well, maybe you're making a point. You know, maybe society was rough on this guy. I mean, every person who he's up against in the trailers looks cartoonishly uh, evil and uh, unfeeling, you know, which Mm -hmm. that's a real uh, subtle balanced portrayal. Uh, The fact that Todd Phillips comes out and goes, you know, people killed comedy because they're too sensitive. It's like, no, you killed comedy with The Hangover 3, right? Isn't that, aren't you holding the gun? Yeah. So basically like his... We can't watch it and go, hmm, here's a discussion. There is no discussion. You've told me what the film is about. Mm-hmm. You, This is the way that you feel. It'd yeah. be like if you had a murder mystery where at the end of it, it's sort of like, bad example, because nobody's seen this movie. But remember the movie, um, The Hunt, 
uh, with Mads Mikkelsen. It was a movie, a Danish yes. movie. Yes, where yes, He yes. plays a guy that works in a kindergarten. Yes. And I can't remember how it gets works out, but one of the uh, kids that he's taking care of in the kindergarten accuses him of molesting her. Yeah. But it seems clear over the course of the movie that the, she doesn't understand what she's saying. Um, she appreciates the attention. And so this community turns against him. As the movie ends, it seems like, okay, it seems like we figured it out. We're pretty sure that he's not a molester and everything's fine, but we don't, we don't really know. It's still uneasy in this community. Yeah. And then the director comes out and says, I love molesting girls. You're like, okay, well, I know what that movie's about. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not quite the same. But, no. Uh, that's an extreme example. So yes. screw it, man. I don't want to watch your King of Comedy remake. No, I, I don't. I don't need to Who cares? watch a movie about about an ostracized incel. I I don't I don't need that. <laughs> no, but who's the Joker though? Too well. I I know. Can we talk about how the Joker f's? I'm at the third, the third time I want to use the f word, and this is a PG thirteen show. Yeah. Uh, Joker f's. Yeah, I right? guess. Yeah. He's literally got a girlfriend. Yeah, I know. Who he could have no time for. I know. <laughs> so he's just like the opposite. Like the Joker is. BCE, big clown energy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's not somebody with no power. He yeah, has all the power true. all the time. Yes. And he's, and I honestly think that we should be careful how I, it's fiction. You can do whatever you want. But the way that he is depicted, the way that he so gleefully and immorally uh, dispenses um, violence and death, I, we should. I think that he's our new Hitler. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're going to play Hitler, unless you're Taika Waititi, because he don't give an F right. for, uh, you should be careful how you play that character and make sure you know what it is you want to say. And if yes. you just take, like, the most massest of the murderers of the DC universe and just go, oh, look who's the shoe, the clown shoes on the other foot now. <laughs> I'm not here to root for that. I don't. I no, don't care. No, I'm not here to root for the Joker. The Joker is the bad guy, and but he's misunderstood. <sighs> and Zazie Beetz won't f him. Well, do you think that the Joker can really exist without Batman? Like, is this? <laughs> We're gonna give it a shot. Yeah, I, I know, but I, I think it's like it's like hard because it's like he on, honestly he exists to ridicule and shame batman and make batman look like a fool and like i don't know i mean you can write anything you want right i guess i mean could harley quinn exist without the joker she's arguably more popular yes of a character than the joker yes. and more profitable a character yes and the joker we'll talk about the birds of prey trailer in a little bit yeah um so yeah i mean yeah a good writer could do anything but you know what do you do with that character mm -hmm. uh, he's based on uh, a character in part, he's based on a character called uh, Gwynplaine from The Man Who Laughs, the Victor Hugo novel. Um, and that character is not, he is an actor himself. He plays like a character in a play, but he is um, somebody who has been tortured and mutilated, had this horrible sure. life, and he's this pure spirit. And so, I, I mean, I don't know, that doesn't have anything to do with anything, I guess, but it just don't, I, I don't find it to be interesting. When's the Penguin movie coming out, Todd? Well, yeah, I know. And then, and it's like, it, it's like to make matters worse, we got Todd Phillips, who's who's being kind of a jerk about his movie. And then Joaquin Phoenix is not really like the best attitude about stuff either. And it's like, I don't, I don't need to support you guys. Yeah. So. I mean, they don't, they don't need our support. No. Uh, if you want to see the movie, you know, listeners, God bless. In fact, let us know what you think about it. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not saying change our minds, but, you know, let us know what you think. 
maybe we'll talk about it in the future on the show, but I don't want to, I want to send a message that he'll never get, uh, that I don't want to support this, yes. at least for the opening weekend. Yeah. Uh, I also don't want to die. Well, right. The FBI and the CIA have issued credible threats. They've already had some showings canceled in LA over um, threats and stuff crazy, like that. So I yeah, say. we live in a weird time. Yes. And there are things I think that you should support um, at certain times and things that you shouldn't support at certain times. And so... I don't want to support this. I yeah. want to su- support and foster international relationships, especially ones with our friends that make those delicious waffles, the Belgians. <laughs> and that's <laughs> why Presto Changeo, Surprise Rearrangeo, we are talking about Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's right. The Muscles from Brussels. Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten of his films. Yes. On this show today. Yes, we are. The ultimate semi-complete Jean-Claude Van Damme filmography. Yes, exactly. We've been working on this for a while. We have. And I'm glad to finally get it out there. Uh, we are talking about films of Van Damme's from really his like big first movie with uh, Canon Films, Bloodsport. Yeah. Uh, all the way to Street Fighter. Yes. And we could go on. Yeah. He definitely himself went on from there. And he's still around today, as a lot of people know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just that, that that's like the hot you know, steaming <laughs> uh, section yes. of his career, um, probably the most exciting part of his career to talk about. Mm-hmm. No, I would agree with that. Uh, we're going to get into it in more detail in a little bit, but what was your exposure yes. to Jean-Claude Van Damme prior to prior to this? Um, and by exposure, I mean a little, little took us little, <laughs> little booty. It's a booty. I, I don't know. I think the only... The booty Jean- from Patootie. Yeah. The only uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme film I had seen prior to this was probably Hard Target. and <laughs> um, Not Hot Target? Yeah. I, I keep wanting to call it Hot Target for some <laughs> well, reason. Well, it's it. I don't know what it is with this particular title. Like, it's a, it's a, I think it's a fun film. But for whatever reason, like, the title just doesn't want to stick with me. And I'm like, it's something with an H... I, I, you know, and it's Target. I, and so I was like, hot Target? No, it's hard Target. Yeah. I mean, it's a real woo title. It's, it you is. It's got hard boiled and, you know, hard Target. And, and with the premise of the film, fruit hard Target makes sense. Um, but, you know, I don't want to necessarily get into that right so, now. So just hard Target. Just hard Target. Well, then you were in for a treat. Yes. I, and you received the treat. I, I got a, a, a van damn jacation is what I got. <laughs> my favorite thing is guy's name is kind of like a curse word yes and so they a couple times half-heartedly tried to cram it into you know double impact yeah double the action double the adventure <laughs> double the damn good time or right and, yeah weak yeah and then it just turns into uh you know can i get a van damme uber to take me to the airport <laughs> Yeah, it's rough. So uh, we're talking about that. Uh, That's the feature of the show. Uh, We're going to talk about some news in just a little bit. But before that, I need your help. Uh, Okay. I have a weird... I'm here to help. I have a weird... uh, (laughs) I have a weird problem. Uh, It's not contagious. Or it might be. I'm not sure. And we probably should save this for the end, but I figured we'd get out of the way because we had a lot of Van Damme talk. We we do. (laughs) do. Yeah, see how it doesn't work? (laughs) I'm having trouble. Uh, I can't remember names anymore. Uh oh. And this is me like, you know, it's not, this is the first inklings of sundown. It's not the sun is actually down. Right. But the sun has 
gone. It's off the zenith now. Okay. It's one degree off the zenith, uh-huh. and it's heading towards the west. In here. the other direction. Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. And so when I used to be able to just pick up names, movies, TV shows, actors, um, people I went to high school, people I went to grade school with, like I just had a Rolodex of names. Sure. And now I reach out for, like we were trying to think of Walter Walton Goggins' name the other day. Yeah. As distinctive as his teeth, that name is. Yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. like, the guy with the teeth, he's like, well, I don't know about this. I couldn't right. remember his name. Yeah. So I want to do a little like calibration test. Okay. This is like when uh, RoboCop uh, had to shoot the baby food containers. You know, they had to like yes. sight in his, see, see what the damage is to the targeting system. Right. Exactly. No, I remember that. And we've got a control and we've got a um, the real test. And okay. We actually can do the real test first so I can look good okay. doing the control later. What is the real test? The real test is we're going to go through a list of the best books, the 100 best books of the 20th century. Uh, you can find this list on thegreatestbooks.org, real creative. Okay. And you're going to give me the title of the book, and I'm going to give you the person that wrote it. And there's 100 Ooh. of these. We're not going to go through all 100, but we're going to go until, I don't know, I just get too depressed to continue. Okay. Okay. And then the control is, <laughs> because we can't, what I want to do is go through like people I know and like family members, but I mean, we don't want to out like all our family members on this. No. Or close acquaintances. No. Uh, so we're going to take the next best thing and we're going to, you're going to give me X-Men code names and I'm going to give their real names. And oh, here's my hypothesis. Okay. Here's my hypothesis. I'm going to ace the X-Men thing. Okay. And maybe we're going to find out, hopefully for my brain, but not great for the things I care about, that I know the X-Men better than my family members and friends' <laughs> names. So you mean like I give the alter egos and like you... No, you give the, oh, the, the, the code char- names. The char- the code code names yeah like cannonball is a code name sam guthrie is a name name. i'm glad that you need the test explained to you yes i know i know you're an Um, experimenter i'm I'm just i'm just testing so let's let's not waste a lot of time on this let's hit the the books okay the the top 100 list best books of the 20th century and then you're gonna give me the authors Uh right and just randomly select books I don't know, just start at number one and go down. I mean, okay. if you do 100 and it's, um, I don't know, some book I've never heard of, then I don't, it doesn't count against me. Okay. Um, I'm just writing You really down. want to keep score. I don't, I think the score will be evident. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Let's start with. I think we'll have really bad and really good. Okay. We'll let's see. start with number one, In Search of Lost Time. Um, Proust, Marcel Proust. That is correct. Ulysses. James Joyce. Correct. Uh, Don Quixote. Uh, Miguel Cervantes. I'll give it to you. It's Miguel de, de Cervantes. Cervantes oh. but that's, <laughs> I'll give it to you. Yeah, okay. Uh, next, uh, The Great Gatsby. Uh, 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 F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yes. Here we go. Uh, Moby Dick. Herman Melville. Yes. Uh, 100 Years of Solitude. Gabriel Garcia Marquez. Yes. War and Peace. Tolstoy. Leo Tolstoy. Yes. Hamlet. <laughs> Steve Coogan, oh, uh, William it. Shakespeare. Yes, Lolita. Uh, Vladimir Nabokov. Yes, I don't know his middle name. <laughs> There's none listed. So, uh, The Odyssey. Homer, but that's not really. Yeah, like, I know. Uh, the The Brothers Karamazov. Dostoevsky again. Yes. Uh, the oh, event- not again. Just Dostoevsky. Yes. Uh, the Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Mark Twain. Yes. 
I'm doing okay. Uh, you're doing just great. Uh, Madame Bovary. Uh, Flaubert, Gustave Flaubert. Yes. Uh, the Catcher and the Rye. J.C. Ellinger. Yes. I wasn't a lit major either. <laughs> you're doing good. The, the Divine Comedy. Dante Alighieri. Okay, skip down to like 50. Okay. Wheel it, wheel it down to 50. I'm going down. Because I'm not proving my point down here. here. <laughs> it's funny if I if I lose. It's funny if you lose? Okay. Yeah, it's not funny if I kick ass. Okay, we'll go down to 50. Uh, well, this isn't. Yeah. It just says collected fiction. No, that's not even a thing. Collected fiction? Yeah. So we're just going to... I'm going to move ahead to the next page here. <laughs> okay. Because we're at the bottom of the first page. Oh, 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 the, oh, there's page two. Yes. Like 51 and on? Yes. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, so the next... Well, it's in the name. It's the complete story of... Then you can skip of, that one. Okay. Les, Les Miserables. Uh, that's... Um, oh, 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 there we go. Sun's getting real low. Hey, big guy. <laughs> um, it's, he's the Victor Hugo. Yes. <laughs> you got it. Uh, the Old Man and the Sea. Hemingway. Yes. Uh, the Portrait of a Lady. James? Henry James. Yes. Oh, that's good, Henry James. <laughs> the Magic Mountain. Oh. Walt Disney. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thomas Mann. Oh. Okay. So that's one you didn't get, I guess. <laughs> the score doesn't matter. Okay. All right. Go on, go. Uh, a Passage to India. Oh, 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 um, oh. <laughs> you seem like it's on the tip of your tongue. Yes, it's, oh, I can see his face. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, E.M. Force. Oh. Uh, Pale Fire. Nabokov. Yes. Uh, the Idiot. Dostoevsky. Yes. Ledo. As I Lay Dying. Faulkner. It's all dudes. Yeah, I know. Uh, the Lord of the Rings. Um, J.R.R. Martin. <laughs> Very close. Yeah. <laughs> I hope our neighbor doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I call our neighbor J.S.S. Martin. Yeah, I know. Because he's got this really long beard and suspenders, and it's like one one more than J.R.R. Martin. <laughs> uh, Emma. Uh, oh, and now we got a girl. Uh, Jane Austen. Yes. Uh, Oedipus the King. Like Sophocles? Yes. It's like a play, though. Yeah, well, it's listed at number 62. Uh, the Good Soldier. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Norman Mailer? Ford Maddox Ford. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. Um, next one is Dead Souls. Uh, Gogol. Yes. Uh, Animal Farm. <laughs> Orwell. Okay, all right. Yeah. We, can, we can stop there. Oh, okay. This All is right. maybe an Ill, ill-conceived thing. Well, I know. I mean, you got most of them. I think there were only like two that you didn't get. I so. think maybe the thing is, is that it's all textual. And so you, it is not, I'm not like trying to put teeth to a name. You know, when you see the title, you say, you see the idiot, you see Dostoevsky next to it. And right. so it's all in the same drawer. I think I understand what you you're saying. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. they're very much related to each other. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, so for this list, do you want me to. X-Men randomly go around no, or just, do you want just start at the beginning scroll scroll down okay uh professor x uh charles xavier yep uh cyclops that is scott summers yes Iceman. bobby drake yes robert drake um angel uh warren worthington the third yes uh beast 
Hank McCoy. Yes. Uh, Marvel Girl Phoenix. That is Jean Grey. Yes. Um, let's get down to Maggot. Come on. Um, let's see here. Uh, Mimic. Oh, God. They're going for, okay, they're going from really top down. Um, oh, Mimic. Um, it, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Jamie Jingjong or something. Calvin Montgomery Calvin Rankin. Rankin Rankin, that's right. Yes. Uh <laughs> Changeling. You can give me that one. Oh, Changeling. <laughs> I'm just going I don't know. here. I don't know. Uh, Kevin Sidney. Uh, These guys were dead before the 60s were over. Oh, okay. Uh, Polaris. Uh, Lorna Dane. Yes. So, uh, so don't mark this. Oh, okay. All right. Going. Havoc. It's, uh, Alex Summers. Yes. Um, Petra. Petra? P-E-T-R-A. Petra. Petra? But there's like... Okay, I don't know. There's not that, a name listed the there for some reason. And why'd you say it? I don't know. Cool. Uh, Sway. Sway? S-W-A-Y? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Suzanne Chan. Okay. Uh, Sway? Yeah, that's what I'm reading. Uh, Darwin. Oh, this is a deadly Genesis thing. Okay. Well, I should, probably should know these, I guess. This is the, they're going like in order of um, story continuity. Um, so uh, these are the okay. X-Men that, uh, you know, existed um, before, I don't know. Yeah. Before like the, the regular ones that we know. And um, I, I don't know. Uh, Armando, you yeah. know. Wow. Okay. Uh, Vulcan. Um, uh, redheaded Summers. He is a Summers. Yeah, I know he's a Summers. Uh, Gabriel Summers. Gabriel, that dumb. Uh, Nightcrawler. Uh, Kurt Wagner. Yes. Wolverine. Well, Logan or, or James Howlett. Yes. Banshee. Uh, that is Sean Cassidy. Yes. Storm. Storm is Aurora Monroe. Yes. Sunfire. Sunfire is, ooh, I get tripped up on this one. It is, um, he's Yashida. He is. Yoshida. Y- Yoshida. Oh, see, no, that's wrong. Because oh, Mariko really? Yashida is Wolverine's dead wife. Uh, oh. Yoshida is is him. So I, I got that one wrong. Um, okay. Shiro? Yes. Uh, Colossus. Uh, Piotr uh, Rasputin. Piotr. Uh, Ivanovich, Nikolaevich. Nick Nikolaevich. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wow, right. that's a that's a tongue twister. Uh, <laughs> sorry, all of Russia. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Thunderbird. Thunderbird. James Proudstar. John Proudstar. John James is the other one. Um, Sprite. Uh, Sprite's Kitty Pride. Yes. Uh, Rogue. Rogue is we don't know. I think they Marie. They settled on Marie. Anna Marie. An, yeah, Anna Marie. LeBeau. LeBeau. Wow. What I'm seeing her here. married name. Yeah. Um. We already okay. Phoenix is on here again. We already did that. Yeah. Um, well, maybe this isn't a good list. Uh, Magneto. Eric Lenser. Yes. Uh, also Max Magnus. Cool. Einstein? I don't know. Max Magnus. Um, What's up? Psylocke. Psylocke is Betsy Braddock. Yes. And or Quanon, depending on whose body you're talking about. Oh, cool. Uh, no, Quanon. <laughs> Dazzler. 
Alison Blair. Yes. Um, okay, points proven at this point, right? Yeah, I think so. I think I think we're good. Okay. <laughs> so, how do I get birthdays? Birthdays are the worst days. Now I say champagne and I eat a mint when I'm thirsty. How do I get birthdays, anniversaries, all that into the X-Men box? We can just jettison the X-Men box, right? And then just put all birthdays the important, like my mom's birthday in there? Yes. Yeah. How do we do that? Um, a mnemonic device? I, I think so. I think that's the way you got to do it as a mnemonic device. Yes. Uh, maybe a 20-sided die could help you or something like that. I don't How know. How would that help? I don't know. I'm just trying to think of. You just rolled a one on your. I uh, guess I did. On your helping me remember things. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll update this. What, Doc? What do I do? Um, Give me a prescription. Yes. Uh, eat more apples and. Uh... <laughs> to get rid of you? No. <laughs> well, let's talk about the news. <laughs> Diane Carroll has died. Um, I'm unsure who Diane Carroll Ju- was. Clearly, I was about to tell you. So okay. just go, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeez. Diane Carroll is a star of stage and screen. Uh, she was a sitcom star in the 60s. Okay. Uh, she's also, she won a Tony Award. Um, she was, I mean, probably the only place that you'd know her would be, remember when uh, Itchy... <laughs> Oh Chewbacca's father-in-law watches the video in the Star Wars holiday special and the lady in the silver wig is like, hmm, I can, I can feel you now. Yeah. So, you know, that, yeah. That's, that's Diane her. Carroll. Yeah. Okay. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah. But she's. <laughs> bad. That's the only point of reference that yeah, I'm going to get. Yeah, but she was, uh, you know, a legendary performer and one of those people who, you know, started uh, singing, you know, in the clubs, probably not in the white clubs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah, made it all the way to the top to Hollywood. Uh, it was film, TV, and uh, uh, won a Tony Award. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and she yeah. was 84. Well, I mean, no, I mean, it's hard to judge. Like, how do you judge how, what what is a long enough life? Listeners, you know? remember, when yeah. Mika dies at 84, go, Oh, my goodness. Eh, no, I mean, it... You know, that's 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 a long life, but it's still sad. You know, it's you know, it's um you always you know, it deaths are never easy. <laughs> I'm sorry, was that a platitude that Stop I Stop rolling that twenty sided die. Okay, I think, right. I think it's loaded. Okay. Uh against Stay you. Back. Uh so yeah, so uh, R. I. P. to her. It looks like Stranger Things has been renewed for a fourth season. I heard and about not that. just that. Netflix has signed a development deal a wide-reaching mm-hmm. development deal with the deffer brothers yes uh to develop other things as well yeah um you I got don't something know. to say it looks like well i don't know I, i'm not sure why they 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 did this other than they think that they're their darlings or something like that but um i think it's going to be more creepy stuff <laughs> you know it's going to be spooky even scary. stranger things yeah right and then third not so strange things. Right. Kind of normal things. I guess what I want to see is if something that they're going to develop is not going to be taking some things from a bunch of other All right. Easy. places. All right. You, you, you mean like the nostalgia fest type yeah, thing? Yeah. Are they going to do something else? I want to know. Oh, I, I thought you meant like 
are they going to steal it from other writers like they did oh, the well, entirety of Stranger Well, Things. that's what I want to know that, too. That's, I, it's so funny to me. This is the symptom. I think we've talked about this. This is the symptom of unlimited money. Because if right. you were a, um, a studio executive, even a high-placed one who had to answer to shareholders or to a board or the rest of the company, when it comes time to renew the, I'm assuming multi-million dollar deal for these mm-hmm. guys and you yeah. look at them and you go they had two and a half good seasons of this show that everybody right. probably still the audience likes still but is like where's it going now and right. we had a th- apparently they're like uh real jerks on set and they're not good to which work is, with there's been a lot of complaints great. yeah so why and why they do this then just paid off somebody who said you guys stole my entire idea right. this is where if you were warner brothers or somebody else or not one bad because warner brothers also has unlimited money but yeah. you're, i don't know you're just a different studio you'd be like it was great working with you we wish you luck in the future you right know, call we'll call you right and said they just double down because i don't think netflix can learn when you've got unlimited money, because we're all giving them 15 bucks a month, mm-hmm. there are no lessons to be had. So you can make Okja. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and you can make your, your a Snowpiercer TV series, mm-hmm. which is well, going to do okay, maybe. But but it'll be like most Netflix series where people watch a season or two and go, mm, that's not good anymore. And then that's it. And there are no lessons to learn. There are no trends to follow. You just keep throwing money at the problem. And I think for the Duffer Brothers is like, this is something that has been successful. They fully own it. It's not a, a Peaky Blinders where they have to share it with BBC or something like That's that. True. It's their thing. It's not as good as it was, but it's still successful. So this is the closest thing to a Zack Snyder that we've got. Do you know what I mean? Let's right. lock them down. Mm-hmm. Uh, except for the plagiarism and the being mean on set. Um, they're not super problematic like a Max Landis, for instance, right. who absolutely would be making bright two, three, and four uh, if we didn't know what we know about him. Yeah. So, so yeah, if these guys don't be me too, uh, expect many things of varying strangeness to come. Yeah, I know. I just, I wish I was more excited about it than I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too excited either. Plus, you have to develop into something else because these kids are going to be like, L, come on, L, quick. I know, right? Help. I can't reach my, my safety I mean, razor. I think they're all playing younger than they are now anyways. Yeah, yeah, they're right. They're all going to be adults. Yes, exactly. The strangest thing is going to be well, who FICA is and who, he took my money. <laughs> they're going to have jobs. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and it won't be at the local newspaper. Or at the ice cream place. Right, exactly. Yeah, not good. Um, no. Um, although it looks like uh, Robin and Steve are getting jobs at the rental place in care. town. I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, speaking of other TV series that are in development, it looks like they have caught a writer and a director for the Kenobi series at Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. Like, I don't know, for a second there, I was like, Kenobi series? What yeah, is this? Well, it's long rumored, uh, now yeah. uh, confirmed, and in development uh, Deborah Chow is the director in question. Okay. Uh, she is a television director. She has directed um, many other cable series. Uh, okay. Better Call Saul, American Gods, uh, Jessica Jones. Okay. Um, yeah. So she's um, a solid, solid director. Yeah. Uh, on that front, uh, as far as the writer goes, who, what, what writer could possibly match the performance of? One Ewan McGregor. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, 
I think Ewan is is doing pretty well right now. He he just won. Uh, what was it? Uh, was it an Emmy or a Golden Globe for um, Birds of Prey? No, not for Birds of Prey. Oh, um, for uh, uh, what? What's it called? Uh, the TV series uh, Fargo for Fargo. Yeah. Uh, where he plays twins. Yeah. Um, Everybody's been in Fargo. Yeah. Okay. My, my mom's been in Fargo. <laughs> um, yes. So the person is going to be Hossein Amini. Who, the, the writer? That's correct. Okay. Who is an interesting choice. Um, you know, D- Disney is not holding back. They're pulling out stops on this. Mm-hmm. He's an Iranian-born uh, screenwriter. Okay. Uh, he's also a director, too. Um, he's probably most famous for uh, directing, or excuse me, for writing uh, The Wings of the Dove. I've heard of that. Uh, which was a Merchant Ivory film a while back, and he was nominated for an Academy Award for an ad- adapted screenplay. He wrote um, Nicholas Winding Reference Drive. Oh, okay. <laughs> Insofar as wrote right it, it so far written, as there was a that script there was dialogue yeah things happened yeah right exactly so he's the guy we can thank for if you need somebody to drive this guy can drive he's gonna he's gonna get out there and drive yeah great that might have been an ad that, i don't know they, thanks for that dude <laughs> but anyway so well, i mean this is kind of a big deal this is like we talk about them going uh as soon as you get your name stenciled on your best uh actor or actress oscar mm-hmm. then a guy in a spider-man costume goes this way please and then you get your role in an mcu film That's just uh, true. they're going after like academy award winning screenwriters now yeah for kenobi i know i know but i think they're... that's both good news and also maybe scorsese had a point <laughs> <laughs> wow maybe I don't there was know some maybe he really wanted cumberbatch really bad and he's like no sorry i can't do that <laughs> wait a minute maybe he's stuck yeah he's stuck he's method acting dr strange <laughs> i don't believe in chakras or in doing a gangster movie and then scorsese's like oh, these marvel movies I gotta say something bad. Something I, bad about him. I, I can actually almost kind of see that. I I would almost see that more if like some of his like favorite actors that he works with a lot were like in Marvel films. Like when is Leo gonna be in a Marvel film? What? Well, I don't think he ever will. Uh, what if uh, Scorsese was in a car crash and lost the use of his eyebrows? <laughs> oh man, They're that gone. would be a dark day in Hollywood. And then he treks to Kathmandu. Right. And he's like, please, please show me. Show me to get my eyebrows back. <laughs> you will learn myself. to live without your eyebrows and see more. <laughs> that Marvel films are actually films. Right? You prick. <laughs> uh, what else is going on? You know, we were talking about Netflix. There's something that you won't be seeing on Disney Plus. That is Netflix ads. Or yeah. ads for Netflix shows. I I, I heard that. Um, honestly, In I... In the duh drawer for I know, today. right? I, yeah. I don't... Why, I guess my question is, why is this news? Yeah, why did anybody? <laughs> because, why did anybody write an article about this? Because this just Clicks. makes sense. Yeah. You know, and you won't, I mean, there's no ads on Netflix, so, except for Netflix shows, so. Right. Yeah. But there won't even be in the interface, like, you know, banner ads or, or anything like that. So. Right. Yeah, I don't think that there's been, you know, mostly uh, the ad services are, ads for the shows on the service yeah you, you exactly. boot up uh, carnival row and they're like if you go like carnival row you're gonna love jack ryan and right? i'm saying how would that be possible i know right <laughs> fairy spy show don't take it it's mine <laughs> i like it though <laughs> yeah i think we could probably do something with that yeah and uh speaking of that marvel tv 
is apparently, we're talking about like Marvel TV shows yeah. as compared to movies, is reportedly phasing out live action scripts for animation. Oh, okay. So are, are they saying um, we're going to see more animated scripts on Disney Plus than live action They're saying, scripts? well, you know, we talked about the demise of Ghost Rider last week. Yes. Uh, Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, all these mm-hmm. shows are still doing well and are still on. Which is uh, kind of surprising considering Also, that they... Hellstrom show is coming up. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're committed to those still, but they will not be developing um, new stuff beyond what they've announced. Announced at Disney+. Plus. Yeah. yeah. This is the sort of rumor, is that they uh, really want to get this animation side going. And my thing is, like... I mean, you, you know, can do both. Disney cartoons never went anywhere. Like, there right. was... There's been six Spider-Man cartoons in the last 15, 20 years. Oh, at least. There's a Guardian show. Yeah. Um, but like what you see now with the um, like the Squirrel Girl, uh, Miss America show, I can't remember what it's called. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a lot more of that kind of stuff. Okay. I mean, that's fine. I don't see why they have to be like mutually exclusive. Like if you're going to focus on the animated shows, why does that mean that the live action shows have to go Because away? they never, you and I both know, they never wanted... They never want to give away something they could charge for. Okay. So when you look at Robbie Reyes, Ghost Driver, you go, that's not a film. No. But we might be able to get somebody, somebody's dog to watch that on Hulu. Mm-hmm. But now they're like, wait a minute. I mean, we're in phase four here. We're down to what at this point? Like Scarlet Witch is going to show up in a Doctor Strange movie? Yeah. Um, the Eternals, like I we know. need content, matey. Mm-hmm. My thing is like, no, you don't. <laughs> You've got a bunch of people whose names I just told you right. at the beginning of the show, and um, also the Fantastic Four. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I don't think that um, John Krasinski would be a good Mister Fantastic. Oh, okay, why is that? Because he's Jim. <laughs> what I mean um, by that is, he is you know whatever his like success uh, in film and he's succeeding now for a long time he was not succeeding right uh he is about empathy you know his characters are always about we could not help but sympathize with that character yeah if he's defending an embassy in benghazi if he is flying a plane on amazon or whatever you're like he's the guy who's like what's going on here i don't understand Mm -hmm. we can't he's the white will smith we can't have that. Like, Mr. Fantastic is supposed to know what's going on. And also, uh, Reed, uh, it's been a week since you fed the kids. Maybe we should, like, take care of that. He's supposed to be detached to the point where we kind of right. worry about this guy. Right. Because he's not exactly of this world in some ways. It's just, like, the way he thinks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, I mean, I think I see your point. Um, and uh, it, it's... I, I think maybe you're, you're right. It's a little bit hard to di- divorce the actor from that that empathy piece. And, uh, you know, given the looks of the camera and... Um, I mean, if, if they want him to be... That's right, Sue. <laughs> the uh, yeah, the Baxter Building uh, office-style oh uh, comedy. Uh, <laughs> a documentary, mockumentary comedy. Um. That might actually be pretty entertaining yeah. in its own right. Yeah. But then, like, the Jim character is Johnny Storm because he's playing pranks on on Ben all the time. Yes. You're right about that. I know the Fantastic Four names, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't ask me who the wizard is, though. Um, Pace Pot Pete. No, I don't know. Um, yeah, so then Ben is, uh, I guess, Rain Wilson. <laughs> I guess, yeah. 
<laughs> well, we'll see. Um, remember Ava DuVernay? I do. Remember how I said, and I feel bad saying this, uh, hmm. but prove me wrong that she's overrated, or at least we've talked about underdeveloped that on the show as a talent. Yes. I think I have yet to see like her, you know, real opus that blows me away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you don't want to prove me wrong right now, do you? Uh, yeah, prove me, prove it wrong, um, or prove you wrong. <laughs> yes. I, I don't, I don't know what else she's been doing. It's my fault. I haven't seen Selma. Uh, that's my no, fault. No, I um, haven't either. It's very highly rated. Um, but anyway, uh, she is of course doing the New Gods film still for DC. Okay, she's doing a little double timing here because she's going to develop DMZ for HBO Max. DMZ. Oh. I'll tell you. Please tell me. Because your face tells me that you don't know what DMZ is, but we've talked about it and I think we've read it. It is a story about a um, sort of apocalypse or post-apocalyptic America where civil tensions have and social tensions have arisen to a certain point where America has fractured as a country. And so we're dealing with that. Okay. It's written by Brian Wood. All right. Does Ava DuVernay know about Brian Wood? I don't know that I know about Brian Wood. He's a real touchy guy. Uh-oh. He's touch, touchy, touchy. We don't like that. That's not a good thing. Nope. Somebody's got to let her know. I'm sure she's. her Twitter has been fully blown up on that. <laughs> so anyway. What is the name of the line between North and South Korea? Um, The 44th. Oh, parallel or what, what is like there's there's some line that's like the dmz or is it something similar to that sure <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about Ooh, do you need so help? Uh, okay? yeah no I, i'm I, I don't know what i'm talking about it's no man's land yeah i guess no man's land. okay um i want to make sure you got are you satisfied <laughs> not really but okay. that's okay <laughs> well if you think of it you let me know okay uh on the comic tip marvel is relaunching their star wars comics Again? Yeah. I, I mean, know. they just relaunched it not that long ago, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Are there particular lines they're relaunching or just the whole thing? Well, the the main, I don't know what, Dr. Afra or whatever, but the right. main book, oh, okay. which was um, being written by Jason Aaron? What is Maybe. It? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, which has been running for a while, a couple of years, will be relaunched and Charles Sewell will be taking over. And we're moving on from this story. Oh, Charles Sewell, who did She-Hulk and Yeah, suddenly, stuff like um, yeah, um, Leia's okay. going to sue Han for sexual right. harassment. Right, right. got to all end up in the courtroom. Some law yeah, stuff in there. You're going to have a big uh, Death Star that you're going to bang on the table. Come to order. <laughs> stop the jizz band. Oh, my gosh, stop. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how do we move on from that? We don't. Let's talk about some trailers. All right. Uh, some trailers have come out from New York City Comic Con. I'm going to add yes. uh, Birds of Prey to this, even though it came out a couple days before. Yes. Uh, what do you think about the Birds of Prey trailer? Um, I think there's a lot of things happening, and I'm not really sure what the plot is. That's kind of what I think. It's the emancipation um, of Harley Quinn. I mean, it's a really long title. Um, it's weird. Yeah. And please inter- give me the rest of your thoughts later as I interject. It's weird that one arm of Warner Brothers is doubling down on Joker and another arm has yeah. realized that it's just, first of all, they had a real flame out with Jared Leto as the Joker, but yeah. it's it's a bad situation. 
Yeah. And we can not only get Harley away from that character, but also tell an entire story that is a movie of yes. getting her away from that character. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it'd be like if you had one Superman movie that was really great and another where creepy Superman with a mustache <laughs> was being really weird to everybody. Hmm. Huh. Where would we get <laughs> oh, the wait, we have real that. world inspiration It's almost like a house divided against itself. Yes. Which, as we all know, will stand forever. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not really. It's a I mess. I, it just looks like a mess. It's a mess. Um, I, it might be a fun mess. It might be, but it's definitely a mess. Um, like and and like the other characters are. I mean, Harley. I forget. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is she ever in the Birds of Prey in the comics? Kind of. Kind of. I think it's more. She's in like Gotham City Sirens, right? But I think she's okay. been in um the Birds of Prey at some point. Okay. But we've—I can't remember all of the characters, but I know there's Huntress, and then um, there's the cop. It just feels like we we heard all this talk about all these Harley projects that were in development. Yes, and the one that makes it to screen is the one where she can't carry it on her own. <laughs> it's almost like they were like, right. "We can't do a movie just about Harley." It's like, well, you better be able to do a movie just about Harley. You've got one of the world's biggest stars playing the role and you've got like six projects in development. So which is it? Well, right. And I just am not impressed by anybody they've picked. Like, you know, Rosie Perez, great. But there's things that you want to do with the Renee Montoya character Mm -hmm. that I don't think that we can expect Rosie Perez to go on and do. I think Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio is just a blank for me at this point. I don't even remember what she's been in. Uh, I don't... Maybe they'll surprise us, but like the girl that plays Black Canary, I don't even know who she oh, is. Oh, yeah, I don't either. Um, and Cassandra Kane. No, I don't even want to talk about Cassandra Kane. I'm just too <laughs> depressed. They threw. So they're throwing, they're throwing the question away basically by having yeah. Rosie Perez be that. They're throwing Batgirl away with having Cassandra Kane just be a girl that they help. She needs help. Yeah. And she's not a mute. Yeah. Which I, I've got, I, is a choice, but it's they're not they're just not doing that at all. They're just not doing the comics. No, it's too bad. Um, so I don't know. Black Canary and Huntress, we might be able to salvage out of this, but yeah. And I also think that like I think we're out of gas on Harley Quinn at this point. Aren't we? I mean, she's got like some crazy outfits, but she still has like the ridiculous tattoos from from. Um, no, that's the first thing squad. after she breaks up with Joker. The first thing she does is she goes to like. I'm Going to get LASIK tattoo removal. Yeah, right. He made me get rotten on my face. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just gonna t- get that off and get fresh on the other side. I don't know. Um, it's like a movie review. <laughs> so I, I don't. I just think we're played out already. Yeah, I'm not. But then again, I kind of feel like the Harley character played out. So I'm definitely prejudiced against it. I know. And also, then we got you and McGregor. Rah, rah, girl power. I, I already sound super cynical. Wow. <laughs> like, I think it's, you know, is a female directing this film? No. So, I, you know, I just wish that, or actually, yes. Oh. <laughs> What's the answer? This is how much invested I am. Okay. I want you to guess. Uh, We're going to make a game out of this. You lose a finger if you get it wrong. Oh, my goodness. I, I think that. Maybe it is a female director. It is. Kathy okay. Yan. You keep your finger. Oh, yay. But it's just like, it's, they're all women who have been, something's been done wrong to them. They're going to get together. There's a, Ewan McGregor is 
a white male bad guy who's gonna like call them bitch a lot and be real misogynistic and it's like this is like a shadow puppet version of like female empowerment well i think we can do better than this i think you know nobody questions scarlet witch nobody questions captain captain marvel's movie was kind of about this too but like Mm -hmm. i'm not doing the thing where i'm like i don't care what gender a hero is i'm just saying like i wish that we could just have why can't captain marvel have her winter soldier film instead of just you know burn it (laughs) we get in trouble when we talk about this well yeah let's wrap it up um uh, I think I we when we finished watching it, I I turned to you and said we're we're in real trouble, you know. I, I <laughs> oh, just, did you? Yeah. You're, tell me more, Tiresias the seer. Well, well I'm just saying, Oedipus like you know, I'm not this this movie. Like they showed us, and it looks like it's quote unquote fun, but I don't really know what the plot is, and it's She's, not getting me excited for this film either. Here's the plot. She's broken up with the Joker. Mm-hmm. That's just kind of be an emotional storyline that'll go through it. Sure. And she doesn't have the confidence to do it on her own. She's not sure what she's going to do. And then Cassandra Kane is, people are trying to kill her for some reason. So we do a Terminator where she's going to protect her. The other girls will have similar stories. You know, mm-hmm. Renee gets fired from the cops. Um, Black Canary right. breaks too many martini glasses when she sings. Right. And then they all team up together to save this girl from Black, Black Mask, Mask, you know, because he needs her for some reason. And they'll win. Yes. I think you got that right. Also, there's a hyena in it. And you can't have Cara Delevingne in it. No, apparently Get her in there. Right? She's wiggling around. (laughs) Fun. And there's a hyena in it. Yes. What do you think about the Star Trek Picard trailer? Um... I'm excited for it. I mean, I don't know what it is. I mean, I know he's like, he's an older Captain Picard and everything. And like, um, but I just, I, 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 I'm excited because I think that, that, um, this show is really going to be, uh, have a a strong story and, um, you know, it's going to follow him as a character as, as well as, um, other characters that we know and love. And we, we um, see Riker again for the first time in this um, trailer, and uh, we see Troy as well. Uh, but I, I just, I really enjoyed like the moment with with Riker. He like says to him, uh, you know, like thanks for not trying to talk me out of it. And he's like, I know better than that. <laughs> and that's just like the relationship, I think, in a nutshell. You know, is it? I feel like it is. You know, like is it? Isn't it usually, I do talk you out of it because I'm the first officer, well, the danger must go to me, and there's been a couple times where you wanted to do something we couldn't talk you out of, like destroying the Enterprise uh, in in the past when the Borg were trying to destroy Earth, uh, that time that you okay. just had to get it on with the opera singer while you were flexing your guns and killing uh, Salieri, and uh, it, it's not, I don't feel like... That's that is a stock beat of here we go again. You know, if you had like if if Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd did do Ghostbusters three, you'd have a scene where Bill Murray's like, "You don't try to talk me out of this," and Dan Aykroyd would be like, "It's never worked in the past." And you go, "Ha ha 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 ha!" What 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 does that refer to? Yeah, that doesn't refer to anything. Right, right. I'm shitting on everything. Yeah, I guess you are. Um, do you think? We see data too, but it appears to it's be all dream. a it's dream. It's all dream. I think this looks great. Yeah. I think it looks great. Okay. Why do you think it looks great? Because 
it looks like these characters played by nobodies, which you could start describing any Star Trek series that way, mm-hmm. look like they're going to have character and they're going to mm-hmm. have good lines and they've given you a little mini arc for each of them because as he's like talking to them it's like oh clearly he i need your karate powers i guess to the romulan guy right and he's talking to um michelle hurt i think is the actress's name you know she's the one she lives by she lives by vasquez rocks i guess yeah like guys your references come on it's a little on the nose on the rocks uh but like you know he's like trying to get her back into the game and she's as we know, like she's retired because she got burned out on the life, you know, and was drinking hard or whatever. But he's like, right. you got to saddle up again. And it looks like everybody's got you got the guy who's got a cigar. Yeah. Like, hey, what is this, the 24th century? We don't smoke the 25th <laughs> century, maybe. Um, yeah, it just it looks like there's a lot of character there. And we're yes. just going to have to grit our teeth through the overly trielky references to that. We get it. We understand. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's number one. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think it's I, I think it's going to deliver. Me too. <laughs> We're in agreement. <laughs> Stop laughing. Nothing's funny. Oh, okay. Nothing in the world is funny. All right. Geez. What about the Star Trek Discovery trailer? Um, gosh, I don't I don't know. Like, it's like Oh, it's we're in the future, and so it has to be, you know, like shiny and different and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know, like, why does like <laughs> I think I yes, think, because Star Trek Discovery is definitely dull and the same. Well, no, the it's not of shiny and different. What I want to know is, I think we've hit the limit now. Now that Star Trek Discovery is doing it, no more filming in Iceland. And for the last 15 yeah. years, if you've needed some bleak, alien-looking, right. blasted landscape, you go to Iceland. Sure. I've had my fill of, like, black, rocky beaches yeah. and fjords and gray steel skies. Stop. Like, the universe doesn't care. For you, a thousand years is a long time. For the universe, it's nothing. So just you go a thousand years in the future, it, oh, everything is... We live in a dystopia, so there's no right. trees. <laughs> what do you what? No. I know. And then I think you brought this up when we were watching it or right afterwards. You said something like, um, are they trying to get home at all? Is that part of the plot of the series? Like, Well, this is... You know? Yeah. Um, the Temporal Prime Directive, I think, works both ways. Okay. If you go back to San Francisco, you're not supposed to park your bird of prey Right. <laughs> in Golden Gate Park, which they absolutely did. Uh, but also, like, if you go to the future, it's probably in your best interest to go, like, yeah, how do we get home? We should probably go home. Right. Let's home. let's not mess too much stuff yeah. up. And I, I mean, think we're always worried about that in the past. And I think it's funny that I'm both excited. When we, they went to the future, I was excited because I was like, you know what? Um, good. Good. I, I want to see what the future of this universe looks like. At the same time, uh, they won't. They'll stop screwing up current continuity. Well, right. But then I realized now they're going to screw up future continuity. I mean, mm-hmm. you can always say it's an alternate timeline, but they're like, mm-hmm. apparently we're going to see the Trill homeworld. We're going to learn a lot of things about Trills. It's like, I, I'm i good. I don't want to, unless Ira Stephen Bear has some notes, I don't want to know what you guys <laughs> think Trill should do. It's You're going to have a Trill 
<laughs> pop out of somebody's chest like an alien. Right. You're going to F this up. So, right. Yeah. Now I'm even more worried. It's like, get them out of the China shop and into the Fabergé egg store. It's right. Like, oh, no. Exactly. I mean, we, we saw a little bit of the Trill, you know, background and stuff like that in Deep Space you Nine. You loved it, didn't you? Those sparky uh, hot tubs. Um, It was fine. It wasn't. It, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say. sparky hot tub. I wouldn't. I know. I wouldn't say I was like clamoring for more trill stuff, you know, and like, oh, let's see them get into the 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 hot tub with all this. The- well, if every so, you know, the Picard were like, oh, uh, we see uh, Troy and Riker. It's not just a Picard and a seven of nine. It's not just yes. a Picard show. It's a uh, moving. It's the chapter two of the 24th century shows. That's true. Um, if we continue this. The Star Trek universe is now the Marvel universe in that Nova can show up in Spider-Man or Ghost Rider can show up in the X-Men. True. If we see the Trill homeworld and we don't see Dax running that bitch, then we got a problem. Right. Well, and so much time has gone by that, like, you know, maybe Dax is in a different form, that sort of thing. But. Yeah. yeah, Okay. But yeah, we should see Dax. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. You can make it anybody you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can do one of those ballet dancing flashbacks or whatever where we can bring oh Terry Farrell Oh, my in, gosh. There you, you know, go. Yeah. And then yeah. have her talk to uh, Alexander Siddig or something like that. Right. Right. Too negative? Um, I don't know. I just... I wish I was more excited about Discovery Season 3. I'm just not super excited about it. Oh, I'm excited. Are you? I'm so excited. Yeah? I'm also so scared. Okay. <laughs> Your Honor, a courtroom is a crucible. In it, we burn away irrelevancies until we are left with a pure product, the truth, for all time. Oh, man. Now, this is so intense. Data is on trial for his life. I know. This episode, The Measure of a Man, is based on the Supreme Court's Dred Scott decision of 1857. And every week on Backtracking, we take a look at the real-world events that inspired classic Star Trek episodes. Sorry. Shut up! Who are you? <laughs> We're the hosts of Backtracking. I'm Caliban. You will both be taken to the brig and from there to the nearest star base, where you will answer charges for what you have done. And I'm Gooey Fame. This is not a game. This is life and death. You can follow us on Twitter. Backtracking is available wherever you listen to podcasts. You go f*** yourself. The muscles from Brussels. The twerp from Antwerp. <laughs> That's not very nice. Uh, pick another city. Uh, twerk from Antwerp. The the Jews from Bruges. Wow. His grandmother was a Jew. Wow. <laughs> okay. Do we cut all it. this or? I don't know. I, I think we're okay. <laughs> we're talking about Jean Claude Van Damme. Yes. The uh, biggest movie star in the world yes. in the nineties. Yes. Something that we have refuted a hundred times over. Um, <laughs> I don't know why people say that about him. That he's the biggest star? His only two movies to break 100 million bucks was Time Cop and Street Fighter, back to back. Yes. So that's, you know, 1993, 1994, you're looking pretty good. Yes. Um, but that's pretty much it. And it was like 50, I think it was split, like domestic and foreign. Sure. I'm sure it was. So, you know, 50 or 40, 50 million dollars, a lot of money in uh, 1994 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not Schwarzenegger is. I know. Just out of the park, he's doing a billion dollars on T two a couple years Which before. Which is insane. He I just know. owns the night. He's doing a racer. People are seeing a eraser, eraser. Yeah. 
So how recall? I know. And whenever I read these um, sort of glowing uh, postscripts to his like '90s and and aughts career, people are like, "He was the biggest action star in the world." It's like. Was from he? Belgium? Right. What do you mean by that exactly? Right, exactly. Where's Dolph Lundgren from again? <laughs> because uh, he's Dutch. Uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, look, I love the glowing reviews. I I really like him, but yes. let's be a realistic about, about how, his accomplishments, right? How big of a star he is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We watched 10 Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. We certainly did. For this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go through them uh, right now. Uh, we watched Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. We watched uh, Kickboxer. Yes. Lionheart. Mm-hmm. Death Warrant. Yep. Double Impact. Mm-hmm. Universal Soldier. Yep. Hard Target. Mm-hmm. Time Cop. And yes. Street Fighter. Yes. And don't forget JCVD. That's yes, and also JCVD. Yes. Which was in two thousand eight. Yes. Now, we're going to talk about the man. We're going to give our impressions on him and his career. Yes. Because. I don't think you get the same kind of introspection that you get with a Schwarzenegger. The guy was governor of California, yeah, which in a lot of ways is one of the highest political positions you can hold. It's Absolutely. the state with the largest population, right? Mm-hmm. So you are in charge of many, many, many people, mm-hmm. um, policymakers, trends culturally like there's a a reason that ronald reagan became president and i think arnie was stopped only by not being a natural born citizen yeah although it's not gonna stop ted cruz i guess or (laughs) whatever uh so yeah so i mean we are we'll talk about him but we can't talk about all of these movies we don't have the time no it's it's just too you know would take too long to um talk about them all in detail so um i think we're gonna talk about a select few talk about three yes and the way that we're going to come up with those is by rolling a 10-sided die because we're nerds man that's right and i hope they're good i hope we get to talk about the good ones i hope so too if we don't we're gonna talk about the bad stuff too yeah exactly there's this air of could have been I think of slight tragedy yes. that is, I think, why we are so attracted to this guy. Um, I think he's there's something about him. He's very likable. You know, I think he's yeah. um very charismatic. He's he's a good looking guy. Um, his you know he is from Belgium, but like his English is pretty good, as you've mentioned. Um, he must be um. Arnold literally was in a movie about pumping iron and his routine. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you hear from uh, muscly stars like S- Sly will talk your ear off about the HGH or whatever he's on. Right. Uh, and you know that these guys are part- every actor who even actors that you don't like, like Mary Elizabeth Winston. I picked on her before. Mm-hmm. She's still she's up at 6 a.m. or whatever the call is. She's there. She sure. hits her mark. Yep. She does all the work. It takes a lot of determination Absolutely. and self-control to do that. And a lot of times, so when you've got these guys who do these regimens and have these like godlike bodies, and ladies too, um, you know, okay, we've got that down. This guy's going to show up. Maybe they'll be like, one boat against a whole army? That's impossible. <laughs> Maybe they won't be so good. But you know that they can have self-control. Yes. You never hear about that, I don't think. 
I've never, maybe I don't read enough, but like I have never read Van Damme going on and on about his his workouts. He's the muscle from, no. muscles from Brussels. Yeah. He isn't like a power lifter, but he is still at 58 in amazing shape. Yeah. And he's a determined guy. You hear about the slips and the little turns that his life has taken, but all through that time, he's getting up at 6 a.m. and like, doing butt crunches right yes <laughs> he has to be Absolutely. like he's a dedicated guy yeah he uh started off at a young age um Very and got young. into karate karate mm-hmm. as he says uh and he was in doing karate um championships he's part of the belgian like uh national team mm-hmm. and he's doing all that stuff he's getting into like kickboxing and muay thai um you were telling me that he um studied ballet and it wasn't like he it was like a t- late teens when he starts picked up ballet uh-huh. i think it might have been one of those I need I need this for my strength exercises. Right. Uh, and he did that for like five years. Uh-huh. And he's like, I, you know, talking about all the things he learned from ballet. And so this is a guy who's like, he knew what he wanted to do. He knew he had a great body. He knew he had great um, control and precision. And he wanted to right. karate that. But then he's like, also, I will move to Hollywood <laughs> and be an extra in breaking. Right. Uh, and like, I think his signature move has to be kicking people in the face. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that is limited. Yeah. Uh, if you were a wrestler, we would need to fill out your, uh, repertoire oh, of sure. moves a little bit. Yeah. But limited is an adjective you could apply to a lot of aspects of his career. I yeah. Think. I think so Which too. Is something that, I mean, we're talking about it now, I guess. Yeah. He has a limited repertoire of moves. Yeah. He's often, the movies he's in have a limited budget. Mm-hmm. Many of these films uh, that we'll, we'll talk about were made for Canon Films, mm-hmm. uh, which is all you need to know about that. Right. Interesting to note, Chuck Norris uh, also was a Canon guy mm. and was friends with um, Jean-Claude when he first sort of came over. Okay. And John Claude, like, I don't know, washed his car or something like that and sort of like <laughs> took a legging to him. And kind of, that's how he kind of got on. He was in um, a small part in Missing, Missing in Action. Okay, sure. Uh, and so, yeah, that's how he got on to like the canon tip. Okay, sure. Um, he's the cast limited. He almost never plays against anybody who, like, Dolph Lundgren is somebody I can think of. Yes. Uh, who's like, okay, here is an adversary for Van Damme. Yes. They are. On screen together for about five minutes. <laughs> That's that is true. Yeah, you, yeah. you don't have, you know, Stallone versus Wesley Snipes, Stallone versus John Lithgow, Stallone right. versus you know whoever he's against. Right. This, so there's nobody for him to fight. Um, <laughs> often he's fighting himself. <laughs> like he, I know. he literally they make him share the screen with himself <laughs> because there's just nobody there's nobody else. I know. I mean sorry Bolo Young, he's in that movie too, but Yeah, I was thinking about Bolo Young. They should have made more movies together. Yeah, I know. Um well I mean there is Street Fighter of course where he like goes it's a up different animal. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um I mean he's always like I guess he's always like fighting somebody, but I think I uh I agree with what you're saying that most of the time the, the that somebody isn't like somebody with a personality yeah. that you really know who that actor is. And he came at he worked. Yeah. It's just like he if he had gotten on to the big studio tip mm-hmm. and he, a couple, you know, Time Cop, uh, Heart Target, actually like Universal Soldier was like that through Street Fighter and then a couple Sudden Death, which we didn't watch for this, mm-hmm. um, Nowhere to Run. It was kind of the down slope of his studio, big studio movies. Sure, yeah. Um, if he, yeah, I mean, if he had just had more support, 
you think, all right, well, he has accented English and he kicks people. How good is he? Um, Pretty good. Like, yeah. Many other stars with much less charisma have gone a lot farther mm-hmm. than he has. So I just think yeah. like, I just think it's really unfair. It's and- almost like, I don't know if like, you know, people like, like Schwarzenegger, Stallone, um, I don't know if they like really had somebody like in their corner who was like, oh, I write for them or, oh, that, you n- know. Yes, for okay. sure. So uh, they must have. I mean, you've got like Arnie gets hooked up with James Cameron. Right. And basically makes Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, right. The one that we know. Yeah. Right. Sly was always his own guy. Like Sly, because we'll talk about this or we may or may not, but like Jean-Claude did contribute like story ideas. Yes. And in some cases have worked on screenplay for some of these films. Mm-hmm. He had ideas, but I just don't think he had like the, he didn't have an Oscar <laughs> like Sly Stallone did, right? Right. For writing. So Sly was always his own guy. and I just feel like, like, you know, um, where was his like support in Hollywood? Like where was like. They didn't have it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that like hurt him as, you know, as far as, he could have gone farther as being an action star, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think the potential is definitely there, but for yeah, having a writer yeah. be like his writer and write him good lines. Like yes. he has no one liners. One liners. No. They try to put him in, but he's I don't he's got nothing I can think of that's a good except for the Broadway one. That's uh, the only exactly. thing I can think of. Yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Yeah. Uh, because he can totally deliver on a good line, I think. He, I mean, he might just be good, too good looking and too, not bland, but just too like straight, too kind of normal to be uh, interesting from a visual standpoint. If you're not mm-hmm. going to give him a great part to act, if you're not going to give him great dialogue, he's just going to be cop slash soldier slash something right whose brother slash wife slash whatever has something you know we're just people got tired of that yeah no i i I think that that's um that's definitely true um well somebody who's new to van damme uh before we get into the specific films because we do have to move it along here um what i don't know give me your general impressions like what did you learn watching 10 van damme movies in a row um well, I think he like likes chewing gum. Yeah, right. <laughs> he likes chewing gum. Um, he um, he gets a lot of buddy relationships. It seems like. Um, and uh, oh man, we should have watched Double Team. <laughs> we should have. <laughs> yeah, oh, well. but that's you know that's downslope. Yeah, I know. We had to go out on top with yeah, Street Fighter. I know. Um, I think you know the potential was really there for him to be a big star. And I just think he just never really got that chance. And um, I'm not really sure. Like, you know, like his earlier career, he's like working with like smaller studios and stuff like that and places that we haven't even really heard of that much before. Right. Uh, And then he gets into the bigger stuff. And then then there's a down sweep. Um, That's his move. That's how he won that match. (laughs) Right. Um, And I just like it's like I want to. Like, as a viewer, it's like, I, I want, how do I help him? You know, like, how do I help Van Damme? Yeah. You know, how do I help his career? How do I make him feel like he, you know, really was a great action star? Well, I mean, again, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is the empathy that sort of sucks you in. 
yeah. makes you like him. Yeah. But doesn't help his career retro- retroactively. No, that's true. And he got in his own way a lot, you know. His yes. uh, onset antics, uh, his ego came in to play. Um, his drug yeah. use wasn't great. No. Uh, he was married five times. Um, twice to the same woman who he's currently married to still, I think. Right. Um, he was supposed to, we were talking about Stallone before, he was supposed to play um, the bad guy in Demolition Man. Oh, really? Yeah, that Wesley Snipes um, ended up getting. Um, he also, huh. uh, there's the famous story about him playing the Predator in Predator, which I don't think would have helped him all that much. But No, because I mean, you're him, in full garb and stuff like that. It would have got him hooked up with you know, Shane with- Black. Sure. Uh, you know, with uh, John McTiernan. And so who knows so, who he could have gone. So what happened with that? Like, was he going to do it? And then, then he found out it was like in full costume and he was like, no, or. He did it. I believe that there probably was some ego problems. On set. Um, I'm not surprised. Um, but yeah, but he he um, he d- was doing it and they kind of changed the concept. Because if you watch, you can find like. Uh, test footage and it looks terrible like it was just okay. not gonna work okay he's in this big or he's in this orange alien suit with this like skex's head and they were gonna like post a lot of it okay and he just looks bad and you can see him you know i don't know what exactly what happened but if he went like uh you know screw this and just kind of like i'm walked off mm-hmm. i could see why yeah and of course he did we ended up getting kevin peter hall uh, and an entirely new sort of idea and concept and look for the alien, and we got the movie we did. So, mm-hmm. but you know that was him sharing the screen with Stallone. You know, being directed by John McTiernan, right? Um, being you know in with um, Stephen E. D'Souza, who would later write uh, uh, his or not Stephen E. D'Souza. Um, who's the screenwriter on Predator? Oh gosh, I don't remember. Anyway, um, um, yeah, but just him being. With a lot of these guys who would go on to define the rest of the decade and the next. Uh, yeah. With, um, was it Thomas Brothers or something? This is the, this is the, the, the name, name thing. The name thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, I just think it, I think you mentioned too when we were watching these films, like he doesn't really have like a pivotal um, role. A definitive role. A definitive role. Except yeah. for Chess Boudreaux. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, My which... mama took a dance on. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, we got to get into it, right? Yes. So okay. I'm going to roll the die. Uh, it's one through ten. You have to just trust us uh, yes. that we're not cheating. But no. this is how the game is played. So the first roll of the die. Cross and I guess fingers. like just to give the rules, you know, obviously if we're not going to replace anything on the list. So if we roll seven twice, we just re-roll for like the second film. Yes. So the first one is number 10, JCVD. Okay. All right. The end is the beginning is the end. Yes. Uh, JCVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to say about JCVD? Well, we are. People, know, people know about JCVD, right? I, I don't know if they do. Like, so this is a film where Jean-Claude Van Damme plays himself. It is a, um, yeah, it's a fictionalized version of himself. Yes. Uh, in similar uh, circumstances to where he had found himself, I don't think in the year 2008 when it came out, but yeah, problems that he had gone through in his life up to that point. Yeah. Uh, it's directed by a guy named Mabrouk El Metri, who is, or Metri, who is a French director who's directed a couple things before this that you haven't heard of and hasn't directed anything since. Okay. 
This well, film was um, they took it to Cannes. Uh, it received critical acclaim at Cannes, and it is mostly a um, it's a it's a French you know the director's French Tunisian. Um, it's a French slash Belgian production. A lot of people yes. think you know mistake um, Jean Claude for being French. Being French, you know, he, he is Belgian. This takes place in a, or is um, set in, in Belgium, uh, in Brussels, uh, yes. his hometown. Uh, but there is a lot of um, French in this production. Yes. Um, I guess I will say we uh, originally started watching this in English and it's an English dub. Yeah. I, if you're going to watch this, don't watch it on Amazon. Yeah. I don't watch the English dub. It's not great. Even though I'm about to say some things about it that are bad. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's worth spending money on the Blu-ray. To get I, the, yes, the, the uh, original French. Yeah, because in the there is no English in it. There's no. They talk to his lawyer. Yes, <laughs> his American lawyer at one point, and that guy talks in English. But but other is, than that, if you watch it on Amazon Prime, you'll hear the worst dubbing you'll you've ever heard. And then like the lips You're, don't match I'm your like at all. Fan. Hey, hey, yeah. It, look at Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, it's painful. So it's really bad. Um, yeah. um, watch it in original French. Um, so I mean. What basically happens in this is oh, well, well. do we do we want to give it away or well, what do you, there's nothing to give away. Okay, well whatever he, you do, do it fast. Okay, well he's in a custody battle. Uh, he's divorced and he's in a custody battle to get his custody of his daughter. She wants to stay with his mom, her mom, because she doesn't want the kids making fun of her. Anyways, he goes to Brussels to kind of get away from it, and uh, he gets a call from his lawyer saying, "I need money." So he goes to a post office, which can act like a bank, at least in Belgium. And um, uh, he gets caught up in a, um, a, a robbery hostage situation uh, at yep. the post office. Yep. Hijinks ensue. Yes. Uh, he deserved better. He did. That's the movie title of the show at this point. Yeah. It's not very clever. But he also deserved better. A film that you have to give credit to um, the the director who's also one of the writers. Uh, I believe it was his idea, but he approached Van Damme and Van Damme was like, that sounds great. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's do that. That's, I'll, that's a story I want to tell. And <laughs> in the film, there's the scene that everybody talks about, which... They probably should have just saved a lot of money and released as a um, Snapchat video or something instead of <laughs> like trying to wedge it into this kind of kind of middle of the road heist bit, bit right. uh, which is him like giving this confessional monologue that literally lifts him out of the movie up yes. into the lighting rig. And he just gives this monologue about his life. And you know that it's personal. Um, you know that he these are real things that he is describing. Like, yes. He's not lying about anything, but... It's just like, oh, my God, this guy can act. Why have I seen 10 of his films and I didn't know he could act? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think That's the mean. fault of everybody who made all those other films, right? Yeah. They all underestimated him. They all didn't bring him material that could, could show his, his range. And it's one thing yeah. if you're a kid making Bloodsport in Hong Kong and it's like, yeah, yeah, just kick the guy, you know. But it's something else. But by the time you get down to... Uh, hard target. I don't know. You know, time cop. Like we should be writing a roles for this guy that aren't just my mama took one. Yeah. And then I jump over a car and kick a guy in the face. Well, and I think I mentioned this to you before. Like you can kind of tell like a blood sport that it was one of his earlier films. I don't think it's like. We're not talking about blood sport. I know. I just think he he has. You've seen him gradually get better. Yeah. 
but but it's just it's this amazing um heartfelt uh heartbreaking monologue that's really great and then they lower him back down into this crappy heist movie. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't it's it's very French. It's I don't want to use that as an epithet, but <laughs> it's like shot out of sequence. Yes. Well not shot out of sequence. I mean it's like, you know, aired out of sequence. You know, mm-hmm. it's they think they're pulp fiction basically. Um right. so they're like, we see it from one side, we see it from the other side. That adds nothing to the not really to the narrative. In fact, it confuses and I think um defuses a lot of the uh tension. Um, that if that monologue had taken place at the highest point of like emotional tension, you know, mm-hmm. where we see him pushed so far and we think he's going to kick a guy in the face. Right? right. Exactly. And of course, not really a spoiler. Like That's not how this thing resolves because it's the real world. You know, it can't yeah. resolve that way. Right. But instead of, of kicking somebody in the face, he kicks us in the face with his, his truth, man. You know, like he really <laughs> tells us. uh what, what, how he feels about having been Jean Claude Van Damme and still trying to be Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, the rest of the movie's not great. And it's too bad because, no. like, there's this clearly they were like trying to impress us. There's like this four and a half minute, like, opening, like, one take action scene, which he, was kind of fun. Yeah, where he tears through this thing and you're like, oh, this is great. And then, hey, it's a post office. Yeah, right. I'm a, do you think you're too good to talk to me? I'm your cab driver. Right. Oh, this is going to go on for a long time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it does. Yeah. Uh, and and the first take, we're supposed to think that it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Which you never buy. No. You never. I mean, that's, if you read the back of the box, it says well, that right. he gets mistaken for a blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I don't see how that is. Yeah, I just don't think it, that part works. I also, like, I wouldn't either. want it to be too Hollywood. I like the fact that it emphasizes on being semi-real. But it's not real. No. It would, you know, in a hostage situation, one of the hostages or t- hostage takers is a fan of yours because we all are. And then right. he like makes you kick a cigarette out of somebody's mouth. And then it's all this ridiculous movie stuff. right? Yeah, it is. So let, I don't know, get kind of meta and just let the movie stuff sort of creep into the real world. There's this side thing where there's the police uh, commissioner who's the hostage negotiator who's trying to talk him down. Yes. The whole time. And you think that I feel like he's in there because that's what you have in this movie. That's yes. a movie concession. But then we don't go all the way and have him matter at all or do anything interesting. He has no effect that's on the true. story. So mm-hmm. why was he there? You know? Yeah. We're just supposed to. They have to... this thing at the end where, you know, we have a what happens in your mind and then what happens on the screen. You know, Van Damme yeah. has this dream or we just see this thing that we expect to see. And I know that they are commenting on what we expect from real life but mm-hmm. like I, I get it right right we, in we this case tell don't show <laughs> flip it on its head yeah right don't overshow right exactly um and uh i i mean we get like another scene where uh, one of the hostage takers shoots another hostage guy in the head and then he keeps talking for like you know, I don't know. I Thirty mean, minutes, seconds, or whatever. Yeah, well, it's a small caliber gun. I guess, um, but uh, uh, I don't know. It, I thought. What were it, those guys' names? I, I don't remember. Exactly. The guy who was a fan of him, his name was Arthur. That's yeah, all I remember. Because he said it fifty-seven times. Yeah, exactly. All right. Anyway, next film. Oh wow. Well, okay, we're done. <laughs> all right, next film. We're gonna roll the die. Yeah, roll the die, my wife. Uh. Now we need to know what kind of a name Chase is, because <laughs> we're going to take one. Chance. 
<laughs> talking about Hot Target. Yay! We get to talk about one of the good ones. We talked about this. Did, did we do this already? That was Broken Arrow. Oh. I just want to bring up again that I blew a date with a cute barista trying to convince her that John Woo's American films were better than his Hong Kong films. Yes. And she's like, yeah, all right, keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> Well, one of those films is Hard Target. Yes. From 1993, it is referenced in JCVD. It is. Uh, And it's funny because I don't know. I assume, you know, Van Damme, I think, had approval on the script of JCVD. Um, Mm -hmm. He was very open about wanting to poke fun at himself. It's the only place I thought the film could have gone farther. Oh, yeah. I think there is a perception with his fans. I know in. When I was in 2008, I did think that Van Damme had done a lot for um, for John Woo in, quote unquote, bringing him to America. Sure. And maybe he would have been good in Face Off. Yeah. Uh, and I felt the same way. What I would have kind of wanted from JCVD, the man in the movie JCVD, was like, actually, you know, here's what really happened or something. And like hearing some more context. But instead, sure. he's... A hostage with a gun pointed at him. And so he's just like, okay, okay, fine, okay. Right. <laughs> just such a limiting uh, scenario. It is. But not Hard Target, baby. Hard targets. <laughs> yeah. John Woo's first American film uh, starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, Lance Henriksen, Yancey Butler, and Wilfred Brimley. Yeah. I guess I it know. is the right thing to do. <laughs> this is like a cartoon. Yes, in the best ways. Yes. And I think we've talked about this uh, hashtag no racism, but sometimes this stuff works better with like Chinese actors and like language. Uh, Yeah. They should build land on the ocean for some reason. (laughs) Like I can't tell that it's stupid if it's in another language. Because I guess when you look at like hard boiled. Yeah. I mean, it's a cartoon, right? Yeah. It's an anime. Right. But yeah, I don't know when uh, Wilfred Brimley's like. Oh, it'd be hot, I guarantee. Like, all right, come on. This is insane. He punches a, he knocks out a snake. I know. I know. <laughs> what happens in Hard Target? Um, well, Hard Target uh, takes place in New Orleans, and uh, it is about a young woman who um, is uh, she. Wow, we're going all the way down. Uh, okay. To the bone with this. Well, but she uh, is trying to find her father, who she hasn't seen in a really long time. He was a serviceman. She just found out that, like, he was in New Orleans. So she um, she gets kind of, well, she almost gets robbed. And Jean-Claude Van Damme kissed him by his butt and, like, was like, you should be more careful. Robbed and. Um, assaulted. Yeah, assaulted. Uh, and then she finds him later and was like, is like, will you help me find my dad? And antics ensue. Antics ensue. Yeah. It's a, what are you talking about? It's about a, per- well, okay. I guess it's I about an international part. team of criminals yes. who runs human hunting uh, yes. in the bayous of New Orleans. You yada, yada, yada the entire movie. Okay. Like, all right. And then Witchblade did this. Okay. It's- <laughs> what it's about what i what i like about it is you could have easily jettisoned that stuff sometimes when i watch the film uh which is an economical 97 minutes i wonder if you could jettison some of it it's not all those parts aren't great necessarily but i like that they're there and i don't think that john woo would ever have done 
a hot, he was never, people think that he's the action guy. He absolutely is, but he would never do it without the connective tissue that makes you understand why this guy is flying sideways, shooting two guns with a dove up his ass. You know? right. and so, and so I think it was important. Now you'll notice that we get to like the end of the second act and that shit is gone from the film <laughs> yeah. to the point where, um, the cute policeman who's his friend, I can't remember the actress's name, gets gunned down. She's dead. And I we know. never, ever go back to that. Like, no, we, don't we don't wrap up with them going to her funeral. And it's like, no. you know, I hope it's what she would have wanted or something like it. It's over because it's time to blow up a Mardi Gras <laughs> warehouse. And I don't I know. know if they were shooting off season, but every time, you know, it's the, every time you go to go, go to New Orleans, it's got to be Mardi Gras, right? Right. Well, they got around that by like, all right, well, we do that too much. Also, it's, uh, you know, we're shooting in summer or something like that. So it's like, what if we went to like, where do they store those floats? Yes. <laughs> they blow up like a warehouse that's just full of like Mardi Gras floats. It's awesome. It's I love this movie. Like, I remember seeing this movie with one of my friends in high school and just walking out and, like, you know, kicking the rearview mirror off the car. Like, it was just like, (laughs) and then I heard it was bad. And I'm like, what are you talking about? This movie is amazing. Yeah, it is. um... It's it's based nominally on the most dangerous game. Yes. In the same way that, like, Trespass is or tag is right <laughs> I mean, it's just like i guess a movie where humans hunt each other must be based on the, the most, most dangerous, dangerous game, game. Yeah. yeah exactly um but i think you know like that set piece to like where you're in the warehouse it's so great because there's so many great places for you to hide and it's also like creepy too because it's like some of the float pieces are just like really creepy looking clowns or, how did he you know get, he's, he comes down on a swan how did he get up there i don't know he climbed up with a rope or something like that yeah i don't know um but yeah it's it you remember that finale um how does it feel to be haunted <laughs> yeah um he gets uh, to use a gun but he also i think he doesn't he literally like shoot a guy and then kick him i think so yeah <laughs> Yeah, he does that thing where he like he's he he stabs a guy and then he sees a in the reflection of a parade float or something something like so that. Somebody coming up behind him, so he takes the stabbed guy's gun and then he shoots it upside down with his pinky. You know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of really great moments like he that. he puts a grenade down a guy's pants and then and then yes. kicks him in the face. Yes. <laughs> and Wilford Brimley like plays his uncle and. Um, they they go out to his place like on a bayou and stuff like that and he he's like making moonshine yes. and then like he like he's blows he like blows his place up to like yeah. basically get them off the trail of chance at yeah. least for a little bit it's a cartoon it is because he gets shot and they're like oh I no know. uncle drunk and then they yeah, later on they pick him up and he's fine he pulls out the flask we've seen this many times and he's like oh I'm hurt I'm hurt real bad. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I want to uh, bring up Arnold Vosloo as well as the uh, the bad guy, as the henchman. Yeah, of yeah. Lance Henriksen, who's really great in this. He would go on, of course, to be the mummy in the mummy movies. But uh, yeah, he's he's another yes. guy that played a heavy a lot, and uh, yeah, <laughs> he cuts the fat guy's ear off, and it's back. Come back, I'm gonna cut me a stay. <laughs> yeah, oh, I just can't. It's he 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 uh, surfs a motorcycle. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, he he runs a motorcycle into a Bronco, flips over the hood of the Bronco, then gets up off the ground, shoots it from behind, it explodes. 
He's the, on the middle of a turnpike <laughs> behind an explosive car, and he's like, yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's happy about that. Yeah. Um, um, he has like a serious mullet in this movie, oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't think we really see. He took and... a chance on that hairstyle. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, man, it's great. Now, I know a couple stories about this, because okay. um, Van Damme was at this time, uh, he was he was uh, he was he was flying a lot a lot of the time. Okay. Uh, he was c- kind of a bear to work with, and he did bring um, Wu to Hollywood, quote unquote. But he made Wu's life hell. Okay. And I think I, I don't can't remember if I've told you the story before, but you know the part where it's after Wilfred Brimley's shack blows up, mm-hmm. and those two are like, "Well, we'll meet you at the Mardi Gras thing." Right. And he takes off, and then they're chasing him through the bayou on a horse. Yes. Uh, and they're shooting like rockets from a helicopter. Um, trying to kill this guy. Uh, that was all pickup stuff. Uh-oh. Because John Woo had scripted all this out. He knew all the action set pieces he wanted to do. Sure. You're going to kick a gas can at a guy on a motorcycle and then shoot it with a shotgun and the guy blows out the window. Yeah. He knew everything he wanted to do. And he wanted a huge boat chase. We're in the bayou. Right. We're going to have some boats, right? So I don't know if they're flat boats or whatever, but we're going to sure. be going through, weaving in and huge out, fans. doing all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. They get everything set up. The day comes. Jean-Claude Van Damme comes out and he's like, I don't want to go on a boat. I was like, what are you talking about? We got to shoot this. He's like, I'm not going to go on a boat. <laughs> so they had to scrap the entire boat chase oh, and just put together, uh, get a horse, get his stunt double. We'll do some pickups with like Jean-Claude on the horse and then he'll just go off and snort coke and do splits or something while we set this up. Oh, so they lost gosh. that entire thing. That's why at the end of Face Off, when the movie is, over it's done nicholas cage or, or i guess john travolta jumps onto a boat and then we have a f- five minute boat chase at the end is because he wanted his boat chase <laughs> so yeah that's so funny that's why uh john travolta gets killed with a spear gun at the end of face off instead Ooh. of anything else because we had to have that boat chase oh my gosh just to get that in there <laughs> Don't upset John Woo, everybody. Yeah, well, <laughs> don't take away his boat chase. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's almost like telling him he can't have birds in his films. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I wonder if there's got to be birds. Everybody makes fun of wind talkers, and they do in JCVD, but I have not seen it because at that point I was ready to leave the Woo train. Uh-oh. And I was drinking a lot of coffee, weirdly. <laughs> and uh, so I don't know if there's any birds in it or not, but uh, anything else that you can think of to say about... Uh, about hard target um no just like really enjoyable i mean i guess um you know we do find out uh, that the girl's father is dead and it's because of these guys and they chased him and like he almost made it like if you get it to like a certain point yeah, you get to keep the money yeah and that's part of the honor of the hunting men is that they only hunt veterans yes because there's i wanted to mention that too yeah yeah uh and so then there's like this uh, one black guy who he's not, I don't know if he's quite homeless. He happens to be black. He happens to be black. Uh, and they end up chasing him. Yeah. And, um. And Fred Jim. And they, they shoot him. I feel like it's in the middle of freaking Bourbon Street. Right. But it was off season though. Uh, but I know, but there's like people <laughs> around. Everybody's watching this. Yeah. Nobody gets brought in. Yeah, woo. Yeah. <laughs> just throw beads on his corpse. It's just terrible. Apparently, uh, Wu actually wanted Kurt Russell for the role of Chance Boudreau. Really? Well, I mean, it would have been called something else. Yeah. Yeah. 
Huh. Yeah. The the studio basically wanted uh, Van Damme. And I think uh, Wu wanted Kurt Russell. Uh, But Russell, I don't know what he was doing. Uh, What was he doing in the mid-90s? Overboard? Um, (laughs) Couldn't do it. And so Wu was okay with the Van Damme choice um, at that point. And I think he actually made it a little more. Because Kurt Russell's great, but I don't think he could have done... Wouldn't Some have been of those a lot of stunts that yeah, like a, a kick, John a twist, a kick facing or whatever, face kicking. Right. Um, that snake bit would have been in there still. <laughs> but yeah, wow, it's just uh, really cream, cream of this crop. It, it really is. Boy, I hope we get a bad one. <laughs> I hope this next one's bad because this is our third movie, Rolling the Die. <laughs> Uh, number four. We got a bad one. Oh, boy. Talking about Death Warrant. Oh, 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 oh. as you said, the worst one. I think this is the worst of the be- the bunch. The ones that we've seen. Yeah. It's not great. It, uh, Bloodsport is fine. Yeah. It's, it's a, just it's a, very early on Jean-Claude. It's a canon film. Yeah. We get it. Kickboxer is just Bloodsport warmed over. Yep. Uh, Lionheart is fantastic. And it, we, Lionheart and Hard Target. I don't want to give the best. too much away on Lionheart because he could show up on uh, Craft of Services one day. Yep. But uh, Lionheart is way better than anybody gives it credit for. Yeah, it's a and great story. Everything else is. I mean, Double Impact is. It's, it's fun. fun. And everything else is fine because it's they're all studio picks, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, what happened on Death Warrant? Well, I mean, the story is not super strong oh really because it's written by david s goyer (laughs) are you talking about academy award nominated screenwriter david s goyer i I don't know if that's true i'm just assuming that's true (laughs) the guy that wrote the dark knight trilogy and dark city uh yeah and 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 blade trinity well going down (laughs) and the unborn he also um, writes the the Black Ops uh, Call of Duty games. Well, I mean, they can't all be winners, right? Whoa! Uh, Apparently, they none of them can be winners. <laughs> so, um, this, um, I think he plays a Canadian mounted police. He's a he's a Mountie. Yeah, yeah. In Every this... movie that he's in, they you know, like just like Schwarzenegger. Actually, they stopped doing that with Schwarzenegger after a while. It's like screw it. The guy just talks funny. <laughs> But they always have to have an explanation for the way he talks, why he's on Broadway when yeah. he talks like that. And yeah, in this, he's just Canadian. He's French Canadian. Yes. Uh, but he's also an L.A. cop. Right. And like in the very beginning of the film, he is um, in the very beginning of the film, this guy. He beats up uh, Patrick Kilpatrick, um, the the guy from uh, that DS9 episode, the Siege of AR 558. Uh, it, on a movie set, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of canon films. Um, this isn't even a canon film; it's an MGM film, and it is the most movie set looking thing. I've oh ever. yeah, it, it looks like a like an early Nightmare on Elm Street movie where they just didn't really care. Yeah, and like he's called like the Sandman, and he's like and a he's wearing seri- pajamas. I know, he's and he's like a serial killer. Night, night, sleep, right? Sleep tight. Nobody kills a sad man or whatever he says. <laughs> um, and then like his boss or this guy he kind of works for or whatever is like, we want you to go undercover in this prison. 
Uh, because somebody's offing prisoners. Somebody's offing prisoners. And we want to find out who it is. And We're, you're the man. And Lewis Burke is going to find out who. Yes. And the then, Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And then he's like, and this young lady who is a lawyer. And this sexy brunette. <laughs> yeah. That you are not. You actually, no, he does. I one know. of the few times he gets laid. I know. He in doesn't even get laid in his films. No. I'm um, not. I'm not Asking for more. It's always like, oh, no, ma'am, I'm d- dedicated to the fighting. <laughs> or like, you are my brother's girlfriend. Right, But exactly. we're not going to see my brother, who is me, <laughs> nail you either. Like, we're yes. both going to be sexually frustrated in this entire film. Exactly. No, this, after she's sexually assaulted. <laughs> I know, which happens they get a lot it, in this Then film. they get it on, which is like, all right, great. Yeah, she's going to play your wife. Uh, in this undercover situation. Uh, and she's also going to, like, when she comes to visit you, she's not going to, you guys are going to talk about the case, and it's going to be very clear that yeah. you're talking so about the case. Yeah, she's got to go into this, I'll, I'll finish up here. She's got to go to this prison and find yes. out what's going on. And long story short, turns out that the, like, the warden must be in on it, right? But mm, like, Yeah, I think so. The, um, the Henry Gibson-looking guy who's the chief of police or whatever they have an organ ring running, basically. Yes. So, like, they find clean prisoners. You know, these are all guys who don't, like, abuse drugs or whatever. Uh, get killed uh, in the prison. They get the organs from them and hush it up. And then mm-hmm. they go to, I don't know, who knows. Right. Somebody is killing them with, like, an ice pick Somebody's in the back of the head. Somebody's killing ice picks in the back of the head. Yes. Uh, and uh, <laughs> if we find out that the, the police chief ambitious? or whatever. Yes. Do you think this is an ambitious script? Um, I think it acts like it is. <laughs> what about the computer nerd? They get to hack the mainframe server. Ugh, and he wants me. to see some boobies. Yeah, he's like in high school. Who cares? You're gross, kid. Um, <laughs> but it's such, it's such, you didn't say that about uh, Michael Pollard in, uh, in Tango and Cash. Yeah, I guess. But it's. Uh, <laughs> we like to talk about how Tango and Cash is like. The last film, like closing out the 80s. Yes. Shut it down. Shut it all the down. Lights, yeah. And then Death Warrant. I know. <laughs> which just, just does it. Uh, they, they, go to pri- he, they go to prison in Tango and Cash. Mm-hmm. He goes to prison in Death Warrant. Yes. There's a techie guy, man. Yep. Uh, there's no Terry Hatcher playing drums, but that's okay. No. <laughs> um, yeah. At 89 minutes, you feel every second. It's not paced very well and uh here's the good things about it okay robert guillaume who benson is is in this thing Uh uh-huh and i've never seen benson play like a a ex he's not an ex-con he is a con um a murderer you know right he's like the good guy uh who gets to go freely move around the prison because he's on good behavior basically Mm -hmm. um that's it (laughs) no that is not it um God. Armin Shimmerman plays Armin the prison Shimmerman's doctor. In it for Ten seconds. I know, uh, and he's like he's like the bad guy, but we don't really learn anything about him, so it's not like you really feel deeply for the character. Um, he kicks the guy into a furnace at the end. I'm I'm really struggling for for good. Th- oh, okay. This is gonna start off bad. It's gonna get better. Okay. There are prison bitches in this movie. Ray, I said it was going to be bad. Yeah. The movie is surprisingly accepting of uh, transsexual 
characters yes and homosexual characters there's yes. a little bit of like oh you want one of my girls type thing and it's yeah. like all right this is a prison movie yeah but like later on that character <laughs> the pimp is a hero uh later on that yes. character is sympathetic to jean-claude van damme's character his girls uh are also um characters who are kind of involved in what's going on um, yes one of them is like kind of threatened at one point and like we understand that that is not cool like it's it's not like oh he's going to beat up the the queer or whatever it's not no like that per- that character is a character and that character had previously warned Jean-Claude yeah, and, and that's why they were being threatened right yeah and it's part of you know yeah exactly so i don't know i mean for i mean that's a nice thing to say about this film well that's what we're doing right now yeah um you say nice. i'm trying to think of something else nice to say um, kicks a guy into a furnace. I, I I don't know because it's like I feel like the romance in this is kind of forced, um, and is a little. I oh, it's totally forced. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. After he, the entire prison, um, wants him dead because you know in yes. the start of the third act they learn that he's a cop, so now everybody wants him dead. Nothing really comes out of that. It's not no. like he. Uh, we get a end of the dragon scene where he beats up like twenty five guys or something like that. It's that would have been realistic. Him then. fighting <laughs> realistic. Well, uh, believable, I guess. Prison Broadway prison. Uh, yeah, he just fights the Sandman, and then everybody's like, "Gummy bears, gummy bears, sprinkles, sprinkles." They're all yeah, like, you know. I know. And then once he kills the guy, it's like, I guess you can go. <laughs> like, I know. Each of the cops show up, and he just walks out. Yeah. Where, where was the death warrant? Yeah. When are we gonna see the death warrant? <laughs> I was promised there would be a death warrant. I sold a bill of goods here. Yes. Um, and then I think you mentioned this also when we were talking about it. It's not as if like the when they still thought he was a criminal, uh, people were like, we don't believe she's really your wife or blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, well, we have to have sex in order to convince them that that we're really. No, together. there's no yeah, there's no motivation. No. Um, and so anyway, yeah, they're just it's stakeless. Uh, it's like an empty uh, Ruth's Chris. It's stakeless. Um, there's no reason for him to do this except the few seconds we're given between him and the Sandman. We're supposed to realize that like he is his Joker or whatever. Right. You never really buy that. He goes in the prison. They never even meet until like the end of the movie, basically. Right. Um, George Dickerson's in it. <laughs> uh, he's like, uh, you know, he's um, what's he doing? He's the guy that's like helping. Um, what is it? I don't. I don't know who he is. He's doing the the medical things, right? He's the medical. Um, oh, he's um, he's like an assistant in the with the the doctor or the labs or something like that. I've got my names all messed up. It doesn't okay. matter. The okay. guy with the big nose. Yeah, that's not George Dickerson. I oh, can't okay. remember his name. He's a character actor. Okay. Yeah, he's um, helping figure out so like, the mystery would you recommend which of these movies would you recommend um i would 100 percent recommend hard target um wh- which of these 10 would i recommend or which of these okay um, Bloodsport, yes or no let's say that you can only recommend half mm. for everyone that goes one's gotta blow well wait a minute everyone mm. that stays one's gotta lay I don't know. I'm I don't know. I'm feeling frustrated recently. Uh, um, <laughs> Go ahead. 
I'm not sure. Like Bloodsport and Kickboxer are so similar to each other. Pick one. But I'm not like sure which one I would choose. Bloodsport. You think so? It's a couple of young. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tan Po is okay. So crazy story. Uh, yeah. Tan Po. Yes. Uh, from Kickboxer. Yeah. Uh, you Muay Thai Kickboxer. The, the bad guy. Yeah. Yes. The the uh, main bad guy is uh, John Claude Van Damme's like good friend. Oh, really? And they went to um, Hollywood together. They moved to Hollywood really? together. Yeah. So did he like, was he like, I want to make this movie and I want my friend Tom Poe to be in it? Well, they were both kickboxers, you know. Sure. Um, he, he is, I think, something ethnic, but he lived in Belgium. He's like a Thai slash Belgian guy. Okay. Multiracial. And they kickboxed together and they both moved to, um, they probably lived, I'm imagining, in an apartment together. I uh, see. Coming into the room unannounced and seeing each other's butts. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so they were good friends. And then when they made this canon movie, he's like, I got the guy for you. His name is Michael Kesey. And he's, he, he's we'll put some a fake forehead on him and it'll look like a real badass. Wow. And he's not afraid of being seen as a rapist. <laughs> No. Weird. I know. Weird. I know. Because when it's like he plays himself, I'm like, do you really want that? But yeah. Yeah. He also um, appeared in Lionheart. Really? Yes. He was. Oh, which one was he? I can't remember who he was in Lionheart. He was one of the um, people he fought in Lionheart. Um, or was he like a bystander? I think so. Oh, yeah. Maybe he was the. Was he the pool guy? He wasn't the pool guy. I don't know. That's but anyway, a good question. End of the story is uh, Attila. Uh, was Abdel Kissy his brother? Oh, really? Yes. So it's a whole family thing. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. So anyway, sorry. Okay, so I guess Bloodsport. So one up, one down. Uh, and uh, Hard Target. I totally recommend that. Let's just go in order. Lionheart, yes. Death Warrant. Lionheart, no. y- yes. <laughs> this is Death easy. Warrant, this is easy no. so far. Yeah. Here's your tough one: Double Impact or Universal Soldier. Ooh. Dead air. Um, I think I'm gonna go Universal Soldier. Okay, fair yeah. enough. How about you? What do you? Which one would you pick? Out of no, those you're or? not done. Oh, okay. Hard Target or Time Cop? Hard Target. Although I do like Time Cop. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Some other show. Uh, Street Fighter or JCVD? Uh, um. Wow, JCVD, I guess. Um, although, like, what I, I do think, well, maybe Street Fighter. <laughs> no, your answer is your answer. I know, but like, Street you're just Fighter... basing it all off of you know one speech in JCVD. When in Street Fighter, you get the speech: "Who wants to go home? Who wants, Who wants to, to go me?" So we kind of threw that together. <laughs> it kind of was a surprise to us that we ended up doing that, but I'm glad that we did. Uh, I honestly would give my recommendation, see all of these. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think they all have something about them, possibly even Death Warrant. Didn't we decide that he was like the most cut in Death Warrant? I think we did decide He's pretty that. cut at that point. Yeah. Uh, he looks really great. Um, head bump and all. And uh, no, we love him. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, absolutely see any one of these. And I hope to talk about Maybe one of his films, his underrated films on uh, Crafter Services. Sometime. I think that'd be a lot of fun. 
Absolutely. Uh, thanks for joining us. You can find us on social media at Just Enough Trope on Facebook and Twitter and all the uh, old social media usual places, all the uh, streaming services that you find the show. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to it there so we know you're out there and give us a rating and a review because we'd appreciate it. Yes. We want uh, to know how you think we're doing. We want the computers that run those GD things to know how we're doing as well. <laughs> That's how we move up in the ranks. So uh, please do that. Give us five head bombs. We had to do it. We yeah. had to. I have a theory because mm. I don't know if we get Jaden Smith and John Clinton Dam in the same room, mm-hmm. everything's solved. <laughs> World hunger, free energy, right? Uh, we're going to have some great they tweets. They both have some great tweets. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, if there was no air, then birds would fall and planes too. It's like, that's. <laughs> What's the game? The game is Jaden Smith or Jean-Claude Van Damme. Right. There you go. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the, the the head bump thing, I don't think he's ever, I've never heard him talk about. No, I don't think so. And I think it's one of those things where he's got, if he had a face like anybody else, I think you'd say, I'm starting off my movie career, cut my face. Right. Let's do what we can do. You know, if it's, if we can abride it or something, or if it's some kind of surgical procedure, fine. And then I have a little scar. Fine, that's just, now I have a movie career. Right. But it's like every other part of his face is so great. I know. He's so good looking that it's just like, oh, who's going to notice? Right? Nobody. Yeah. Except for every movie where you are in prison and you slick back your hair. I know. It's just like your widow's peaked forehead. I know. It's it's a watermark. A watermark? You know, when a creator makes something. Sure. They put a little thing on it saying it's me. This is God's watermark. <laughs> Um, well, that's Very between Jean Claude and God. Yeah, Jean God. <laughs> so we will just ask for five stars instead. Uh, thanks for spending your time with us. We're gonna come back next week with something different. In the meantime, I'd encourage you to check out the other shows on the Just Enough Trope Network, like our Star Trek shows, our video game movies show. I'm trying to think, Straight Fighter is a video game movie. It so, is. So yeah, head over to Virtual Theater to hear about more movies like that. And so on and so forth. You can find the entire lot of it at justenoughtrope.com or at just at at just enough trope on Twitter. Yes. Did it. Yes. Whew, we did it. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back next week talking about something else. Until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm your co-host, Mikan Hana. Keep the geek fires burning. <laughs> <laughs>